You are listening to the Torah Sparks Podcast, the podcast that finds and ignites sparks of spiritual light and meaning in anything and everything, bringing out lessons and values straight from the Holy Torah. I am your host, Ori Strum. Let's jump right in. Hey guys, hope you are doing absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for all of our viewers right here on Torah Anytime. We're going to continue with the Heluga Torah and with the Heluga Chassam Sofer. So, Parsha's bow. Bo is Gematria 3. We know three Makos in this week's Parsha. At the last Maka, the 10th, the final of all of the plagues, Makos Bechoros, there is a peculiar Pasuk, a verse that stands out. So the Pasuk, I'll read it to you. You could check it out inside if you want. It's in Yud Aleph, Beis 11.2. I would think of another language and say it in that, but I don't. I know the Hebrew version and the English version. We'll keep it at that. Daber na ha'am vayish'alu ish I'll translate Please speak in the ears of the people, right? This is Hashem telling Moshe what to tell the Jewish people. And mind you, this is in the introduction to the 10th Maka, to the 10th plague. Hashem says, hey, there's going to be this final plague that's going to kill the firstborns. Right after that, the Torah tells us this. Speak to the people and tell them, Vayishalu ish Tell them that each man should request from his fellow man, and each woman should request from her fellow woman, and they should request what? They should borrow things, they should lend, they should request, they should ask for stuff. So, very nice. I mean, it's nice to to ask for things, and Obviously, it's talking about asking from Re'eu, it's talking about from the Egyptian counterparts, the Egyptian neighbors, right? Because the Egyptians are the ones who are going to, they're the ones who are going to be suffering anyways. And once they're going through that suffering, make sure you go to the people that you know, the people that you observe during Makas Choshech. If you remember, you see Rashi over there, go back to them and say, oh, I remember where the stuff are. Can I, maybe, maybe, maybe you could give me that. Oh yeah, where is it? And you'll tell them, I actually saw because I came during the plague of darkness and I knew exactly which closet is, which corner it's on the left side, up high on that rack, and the color of the hanger is white. So you know exactly where it is, right? The problem is, not that there's a problem because this is the Torah and the Torah is perfect, but what seemingly is a problem is this Pasuk is smack in the middle of the introduction to the final plague. What does this Pasuk, go, go and grab the stuff, what does this have to do? Go and ask your friend, go, what does this have to do with the 10th plague? Why is it right here, right before the Geula is about to start? So, one simple answer is where we always go for the most basic shot. Rashi HaKadosh. Rashi tells us, and this is approach A, approach 1, Rashi tells us that, you know why the Torah is saying it here? It's because it's to avoid the grievance of the soul of Avram Avinu. You see, Hashem promised Avram Avinu that not only am I going to take your children out, but I'm going to take them out with great wealth. So, it has to be at this moment that Hashem is telling them, hey, this is the time that now you're actually going to go to the Egyptians and ask for stuff. This is the part, yes, you're about to go out. You're going to get the part of leaving Mitzrayim. But don't forget about the part of Rechush Gadah. I promised that to Avram. I don't want his soul to be upset. 
So that's why Hashem is saying this here, and that's perhaps what Rashi's um, suggesting is the placement of here. But perhaps we can offer an alternative answer based on, of course, the Chassam Sofer. The Chassam Sofer says something unbelievable. So Re'ehu, and the Gra points this out as well. The Gra, you could look in Sefer Kol Yaakov. The word Re'ehu is not a Nachri. We know Re'ehu is specifically a Jew. And from a certain perspective, when the Torah is telling us, Vayishalu Ishmei Es Re'ehu, it's not talking about requesting, borrowing, taking something from the Egyptians. It's talking about Re'ehu, your friend, your Jewish friend, your Jewish neighbor, not the Egyptian neighbor, your Jewish neighbor. And the secret sauce Everyone's looking for the secret sauce for everything, for business, for relationships. You know what the secret sauce for Geula is? The Chassam Sofer tells us it's Vayishalu Ish Me'es Re'ehu, a prerequisite, a condition that's necessary for Geula is Vayishalu Ish Me'es Re'ehu. It's lending to each other. It's tzedakah. It's when somebody comes over to you and says, I need your help. I need to borrow something from you. It's saying, yes, here, what's mine is yours, please. It's offering that tzedakah. This is a prerequisite for Geula, and perhaps that's why it's specifically placed right here in the introduction to the final plague. We have to be told, Listen closely. There has to be this tzedakah. There has to be this giving attitude, this lending attitude. And that is how we can merit the gula. The Vilna Gon, the Gra, says that Re'eyu, like we pointed out, Re'eyu is referring to a Yid. It's talking about the Jews to, to their fellow Jews. The Jews were only able to be zoche to all of the property and to become so prosperous from the entire inventory of the Egyptians. It was only because first, Yakofuas Yitzrom, they subdued their Yitzer, Laasos Chesed Ish Emreyu, to do kindness in house, to do kindness with each other, to do kindness with your fellow Jews. My friends, there is no way to lose when you are willing to give. You know, people think, you know, you give money to somebody, hey, now I'm that much more short. I just gave $5 to that Mashallah and Shul, so I'm $5 poor, right? I just gave 10 minutes to that guy who came over to me and was schmoozing with me, and yeah, I think I was helpful, maybe I was... 10 minutes I just lost in my day. People have this mentality, when you give something, now you're lacking that, whether it's money, whether it's time. But my friends, this is turning that whole philosophy, that whole ideology on its head and saying, no, this is the greatest that you can do. This is the greatest thing that you can do. When you give your time, when you give your money, you know, there's two things in life we spend on. It's time and money. And there's value in both of those things. And my friends, if we can't give money to somebody, if we can't give that tzedakah to somebody, we can give time to somebody. You know, the Mishnah in Perkyavos, Hassam Sover does not say this, but I'm just pointing it out because it connects. The Mishnah in Perkyavos tells us that the Mikabel as Kol Adam, to receive every person, Besaver Panim Yafos, 
The commentary says, means to smile, to have radiance. It's pointed out, I once heard, that savor represents svara, thought. You know, when you pass by somebody on the street, you know, it takes svara, it takes thought to really be them, to really accept them, to treat them, as, to treat them as a person, to give each person that you encounter the time of day. Now, it might not be minutes, it might be a few seconds of just acknowledgement and just awareness and a, and, and a real genuine smile, but it takes svara, it takes besaver panam yafos, it takes, it takes thoughtfulness, it takes mindfulness, it takes being there, being there in the present. And this, my friends, is the secret sauce for Geula when we get into this attitude to this mindset of Aishalo Ishmael Israel to live beyond our own selves and to be givers. That's when we're ready for Geula, for the ultimate gift that HaKadosh Baruch is going to take us out. You know, the Chassam Sofer says, additionally, um, an absolutely, a, a fascinating twist, or I don't know if I would call it a twist, maybe an imagery, if you will. When Moshe Rabbeinu, uh, Hashem said to, to perform the sign, He said, stick your hand in your chest, and it came out, and it was Tsaras Kashel, like it was filled with leprosy. It was like snow, like leprosy. So what's that imagery? So first of all, the Mitzorah stems from Tsaras Ayan. That's one of the seven reasons why uh, somebody gets Tsaras. It's because of stinginess. This lack, the opposite of Vayishal Ishmael Israel. It's the opposite of giving. It's the stinginess. I don't want to give to duck. I'm not going to give it to you. I'm not going to give you my time. I'm not going to give you my, my money. I'm not going to give you that object when you come. I'm not going to give you the salt when you ask me. I'm not going to give my neighbor that extra thing that I have that's anyways extra that it's been sitting in my storage for all this time and I'm just saving it for, I'm saving it for, I'm saving it for, I don't know what I'm saving it for. It's this attitude of, I, 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 I can give you, I don't have to be stingy. And the imagery of the Pasuk is, is, is astounding. So the Pasuk in, in Dalid Vav says, Vayomer Hashem lo od Hashem says to Moshe, please place your hand on your chest. Moshe placed his hand on his chest and what happened? We all know it came out mitzaras kashalik. It was covered in, in leprosy. And the idea, the imagery being that Chassam Sover says that when you put your hand to your chest, when you just taking and you're keeping it for yourself, that's mitzoras, that's sarasayin. The word mitzoras says the Chassam Sofer is the Roshi Tevos of Mipnei Sar Ayin. You have stinginess. And what's the next Pasuk? That's what the Jewish people were involved in. They were involved in stinginess and they weren't ready yet for Gula. But what happens? What's the antidote for that? Hashem says, this is in Pasuk Zion. A fascinating way to read it. Place your hand back on your chest, Moshe. He placed it back on his chest. He took it off. And his hand returned to normal. And says Chassam Sofer, Vayoshev Yodu El Cheiko, back to his chest, doesn't mean his own, but it means Vayoshev Yodu El Cheiko, to his, meaning to give it to Yenam, to give it to somebody else. If you're just taking and your hand is on your own chest, and whatever you have in your life you're keeping for yourself, then Mitzoraz Kasholek, that's stinginess, that's not a good thing. But the hashev, when you're able to do it mecheko, when you're able to give it to somebody else, when you're able to vayutzia, when you take it out of your own and you give it to somebody else, then you go back to the norm. And we learned something interesting. The normal state to get back to shava kivsaro is a state of giving. It's the state of my hand is not 
closed up within me and contained just within what I am doing or with what I'm interested in and with what I have, but it's with what I'm giving out, what I'm able to share with others. And the, when we think about Geula and versus Gullus, it's important to realize that the normal state of this world is not what we are currently living in. Gullus is not the norm. The norm is Geula. And we have to start normalizing ourselves with that which is the norm to do, to be a giver. Deep down, that's who we are. That's what we are. We are givers. We want to be Vayishalu Ish El Re'eh. We want to be giving to others. That's who we are. Lotov Hayos Adam Levado. It's not good for man to be alone. Right? People are always seeking for their for us for a spouse. People are dating. They're trying to find. It's not good for a man to be alone. The norm is together. Hashem created us together. And it's the same thing here. It's not good. The norm is not to be stingy, to not to be tsarzain. The norm is to be a giver. And that's how we can create this prerequisite where we're following the rule book to be able to bring the gaula. We want the gaula. We all want it. This is the secret sauce, to be givers, to combat Saras Ayan by widening our eyes, by appreciating others, by being willing to give to others. I want to tell you a beautiful story with the Chosa of Lublin. You know, after the Chosa passed away, the saintly Chosa, the Rebbe, so his son Rabbi Yosef came to inherit some of his stuff, and he inherited this silky garment, a belt, and a clock, a special wall clock. It was, these were the three things. On his way back to his hometown, he, he got stuck in crazy inclement weather and he had to stop by a local village. He stayed by a Yid's home and he waited for the weather to subside. And once it was good, he was about to travel on and he said to his host, host, he probably called him by his name, name, how can I repay you? How can I repay you for, for I don't have money, but I do have for my father. My father was the Jose of Lublin. I have a garment from him. I have a belt and a clock. Which one would you prefer? And the host said, I'll take the clock. Sometime later, another guest was passing through and stayed at this Yid's home. And it was the Reber of Radashitz. And the, he stayed in that same room that had this wall clock now mounted to the wall. And in the morning he said, can I ask you? Reber said to the host, can I ask you, where did you get this clock from? And he explained to him, you know, the son of the Chose, right? And he said the whole story. And Rav Ber said, ah, I knew that. I knew that that clock is from the Chose of Lublin. Because ordinary clocks, each and every tick signifies and informs you of one moment, one hour, one tick closer to death. But the clock of the Chose, the tick sounds different. Each tick is this joyous sound of one step closer to the arrival of Mashiach. My friends, let this be the norm. We know that's the norm. The norm is Geula. The norm is when Mashiach is here. The norm is when we are basking in the glory of the divine. That is the norm. What we are currently living in is not the norm. But what we can do to help herald that and come quicker, is to be is to be givers, is to not hold your hand on your own chest, because then it's going to come out as tsaras keshelek, but to give it al mecheko, to give it out, to express yourself, to give yourself, to give your time, to give your money, and to give of yourself 
to make this world a better place. Thank you so much for tuning in. Mir Tashem. We'll see you next time.